0: Hello and welcome to Explorers of Elsewhere's second campaign. Hi. Hi. Yeah. Hi. Hello. Hi. How are you doing? It's you. It's me. It's all of us. Yeah. Hello. <laughs> hello. <laughs> hey. We're having an evening, aren't we? <laughs> yeah. It's an emotional roller coaster. Uh, it's been a long time coming, but hello, all you beautiful people um, who have joined, who have joined the player seats, jumped into the player seats. Uh I'm DM Dan. Uh this is uh these are my beautiful new crew members, crew mates, crew members, something <laughs> along those lines. Um we've got we've got a Julia, we've got an Errol, we've got a JC, we've got a Nate, we've got a Meg. Hello, 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 hello.
1: Hello.
2: Hi. hello hello,
3: hello. <laughs> Hi. We've Our also cam. got a two daisies in the chat.
0: We have got two daisies, yes. um Cat cam is now officially gonna be a thing <laughs> <Hey>. <laughs> <Aww>. <laughs> um yes, we have arrived on this auspicious day, which is the start of the second campaign of uh the elsewhere setting. Uh, Alicia rising. uh I'm excited. I don't know if you could tell. Um, Are you five? Are you you excited? Are you pumped? Are you ready? Nah, not that ready. (laughs) (laughs)
3: Definitely pumped.
0: Of course we are.
2: Amazing. Right. The great thing about Blaze is you don't have to be ready. You can do it in flashback. Yes.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yes, You can retroactively be happy. Amazing. Well, um, there's a new campaign. There's a new cast. And also... There's a new title screen. Ooh. I reckon we should watch it right now.
3: <laughs> Welcome to Alicia, the jewel of the North. On our gilded streets, fortune and fame can be found by anyone. Hi, I'm Julia, and I'm playing Magpie, an ace of our lurk.
4: Hi, I'm Nate and I'm playing Cavern, a dragon scent slide.
5: Hi, I'm Meg. I'm playing Frida, a wolfkin cutter.
2: Hi, I'm JC, and I'll be playing Algonon, an ace of our spider.
5: Hello,
1: I'm Errol. I am playing Atta, a goblin whisper.
2: And my
0: name is DM Dan. I will be the games master on this adventure.
1: So
3: come on in and marvel at our wonders. Make sure you see the beautiful views we have to offer. And don't mind the ghosts,
2: they're friendly really.
3: Grab yourselves a seat and make yourselves welcome in the city
5: of Elysia.
0: Anyone with the ability to remember has memories of a beautiful world filled with flourishing civilizations and peace and prosperity. These are the kinds of memories we cling on to, to lift our spirits. But anyone with the ability to remember will also have memories of seeing their first gods descending from the skies, the conflict that engulfed elsewhere, and the devastation that followed in the lead-up to the Eschaton. For most, the cataclysmic crisis that shattered and restructured the world is a memory they have started to put behind them as two years have passed since the end of the War of Dragons. As we speak, explorer expeditions have struck out into the wilderness, new towns and outposts being established, and civilizations are piecing themselves back together. But most is not all. Some remain lost, struggling to survive in an unprecedented hell. This is the story of the fall and rise of Elysia. And... so... We... find... In a swirling sea... Of... pinks... and purples... A gleaming blue sphere... Ever so slightly... translucent. And within the sphere is a skyline of a once great city called Elysia. And counterpoint to the somewhat bleak situation that Elysia finds herself in, the people of Elysia are coming together with a tad more happiness than they might normally have. Children, orphans, run through the streets, laughing and crying, uh, shoving and pushing into one another in a playful manner as matrons and carers desperately try to herd them together. There are barks and calls uh, from pop-up market vendors desperately trying to sell different types of mushroom-based cuisines. But for the extra, all the extra splashes of color, all seem to be gravitating towards the center of the sphere. Spire Park, once a place of gleaming white stone roads, soaring towers topped with azure tiles, all glimmering in the sun. The purple hues that rain, the purple light that rains down from above diminishes it somewhat but not enough to dull the spirits of the citizens of Alicia as the crowds gather in the under the in the shadow of the large castle keep that dominates the center of this city district known as Spire Park as they gather into a place that was once verdant and green but now is a peculiarly pale, petrified kind of color. There is excitement, there is trepidation, there is hope for what is to come. As the crowds murmur and chatter excitedly to one another, eyes turn to what appears to be a, a stage of sorts that has been erected under the Statue of Liberation, a statue relatively new, less than two years old, uh, just over two years old, that commemorates the removal of the traitorous House antelier the ace of our great house who once upon a time built this fine city. The statue celebrates the li- the Freedom, the city of Elysia, won for itself during the War of Dragons when House Antler was found to be traitorous and cast from the city. An elderly female keeper slowly ascends a as flight of stairs up to the stage, wearing rather regal and fine clothing which, for the crowds, is quite unusual for her. And with a smile, the elderly keeper, called Tavarian, looks across the gathered crowds of Alicia, and a heartfelt smile spreads across her face. As she raises her hand gently, the crowds begin to simmer down. Children of Elysia, she begins. I am honored to see you all here on this day. This day marks the second anniversary of the shrouding. And it is on this day that my mind remembers everything we have sacrificed and fought for to make it to this day. It reminds me of all of our heroism. It reminds me of all of our pain and loss but it reminds me that we are one as the old keeper continues her speech one individual one listener uh, may or may not find himself slightly uh, distracted from what the old lady is saying.
2: Algernon, where do we find you? So within the crowd of people uh, from behind uh, a grey umbrella keeping him sheltered from the constant drizzle that he's become accustomed to in Elysia we see uh, Algernon Cardwallader a dashing Acevar with black hair and piercing red eyes. Um, He walks around underneath a heavy cloak um, with the aid of a crutch on his right arm. His hood is up uh, concealing his features somewhat from the rest of the crowd Um, and he is paying attention. He is paying attention to uh, what Torre of is saying, taking it with a pinch of salt. <laughs> taking it with a pinch of salt. Um, but he's also scouring the crowd, looking for one person in particular. As you kind of
0: scan the crowds uh, left and right, um, you, like, even as you stand up straight as, as best you can to see, to peer over the heads um, of the other crowds, um, you struggle to kind of pick out someone who you would assume to be quite easy to pick out, given the description of this mysterious person. Um, and as you kind of frown to yourself, you... Um, this, this park is busier than you, do, perhaps. Well, maybe you did expect it to be this busy, but um, your head glances up to one of the nearby rooftops of one of the tall, um, kind of noble buildings off to the sides of the park. And as you peer up, you see a shadowy figure crouched uh, like a, like a gargoyle. Magpie.
2: Hmm.
0: Why are you up on the roofs?
3: Um, Magpie it, has gone up onto a roof overlooking the park, um, to get a better view of the crowd. Uh, she's managed to slip away from her family, who were obviously at at the speech, listening down in the crowd. uh, I think she said something about, oh, I see my friends, and she sort of slipped, slipped away and uh, got the dark cloak, hooded cloak out of her bag that uh, she was carrying and uh, managed to make it up, shimmy up onto a, into an alley and shimmy up onto a rooftop. And so she's, she's having a look from up there to see if she can spot this person that they are meant to be looking for, this, Purple-clad Loravar, I believe. Mm. So she's scanning the crowd from above. She likes to have high vantage points. Okay.
0: Um, And from your perch as you scan the crowds, um, you can see uh, quite impressively that... uh, I mean, you wouldn't be... It looks like, from way up here, it's almost like the entirety of Elysia is beginning to filter into... Um, Unity Park mm. um, to listen to Tavarian, uh, the 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 sweetheart, the the mother of Alicia, some the grandmother of Alicia, some have referred to her as. <laughs> um, and yeah. as you see her, her like even from up, up where you are, whilst you maybe can't pick out all of the words that she's saying, her calm. Seemingly, software still has this kind of presence and resonance, um, almost as if everyone is deliberately kind of focusing on listening to her words, such as the um, the, the like the, the respect that the people of Alicia have mm. for this old keeper.
3: Mm. Magpie definitely smiles with appreciation at Tavarian's words. I think. She has a lot of admiration for her.
0: What, out of curiosity, Magpie, what was it that kind of that Savarian did over the space of the last two years that really kind of won you round?
3: I think it's just the way she is such a, she cares so much for the people of Alicia and uses her reputation and her influence to better the lives of people who are less fortunate um who go without i think that's the thing that magpie i don't know there's probably been quite a lot of specific acts that she's done but overall i think it's just her dedication to the city and the people magpie really admires
0: okay um as you think back to that you in the crowd you catch the the glance like you glance upon Uh, Algonon who's peering up to you on your perch Um, and as you return to your scanning duties um, who who do you spot in the crowd?
3: I think my eyes alight upon uh, a rather muscular lady
0: (laughs) Okay Um, As you glance upon this um, rather kind of stocky well-muscled woman um what do we find frida doing
5: oh so frida um who as uh, as you both put it quite succinctly is quite quite muscular quite brawny um and sort of hair tied back um very sort of um you know quite plainly dressed in in fairly like fla- fairly plain clothes too um, but she will be by the city watch and some of the guards that are sort of um, overseeing this event particularly on the sort of the more of the the sort of outskirts um, the ones that aren't you know um, necessarily on you know full duty of guarding Tavarian and will be doing her best to distract them with... You know, banter and and sort of ribald chatter, um, and maybe even a, a sort of you know a, a a challenge or two to an arm wrestle, <laughs> while uh, while the sort of the goings on of the crowd um, happen around them, um, just in a in a in an attempt to sort of distract them away from you know other members of the crew that might be might be skulking around to sort of draw draw their eye and attention
0: sure um in which case as you kind of kind of relatively flippantly uh, interact with some of the city guard um and looking around there's a as you would kind of expect there are a lot of city guard In this place as well. Uh, And you can see from the the differentiations in the patterns and like heraldries on their uh, circular shields um, that they've kind of, it's all different kind of precincts from around the city all kind of converging here. Um, And a couple of, there's a couple of uh, guard that um, after kind of giving each other a little glance kind of step forward to take you up on some of your your offers of feats of strength and, and arm wrestling before which you presume to be almost like sergeants pulling them back in line and briefly chastising them and flicking you a look um, as if to say piss off <laughs> um, and as you kind of smirk to yourself um, you hear like, a, a, like an applause and a cheer from the crowd um, as, uh, and you clearly they've reacted to something that uh, Tavarian has has mentioned in her speech. Um, and as you look up to, uh, like, peer at the old keeper um, on the stage all the way on the other side of this crowd, um, your eyes are drawn to Tavarian's right and stood behind her with somewhat less... Joy and enthusiasm on his face as the crowd has. is a rather stiff and stuffy looking bald Lorivar with a, a sweeping kind of curled mustache, um, mutton chops, wearing a very um, kind of regal looking red um, sash across his chest. Um, His arms, like his hands clasped at the small of his back, as if standing to attention. Um, And even from this distance, you can almost, you can pick out that ever so slight sneer that he has on his face as he stares at the back of this old keeper's head. And you recognize this man as Marshal Gion Algarve, the Marshal of uh, the City Watch, Um, and currently uh, ruler of alicia thanks to uh, the continuing martial law that has been established for the past two and a bit years um flanking uh Marshal algarve um are two heavily armed like heavily black armored um soldiers you would you would call them soldiers right in, in contrast to the guard that you've been chatting to you recognize these as the black guard um They stand stoically, their gold face masks um, gleaming in the purple light that um, comes down from above, um, authoritatively holding um, the wicked-looking halberds that they're known for wielding. Um, And as you watch Algarve Tavarian says something, and you almost you see him kind of like roll his eyes, shake his head ever so slightly, and then carry on like putting on a uh, a begrudging smile for the crowds. Um, as you sort of like laugh and kind of turn back to look through the crowds, who who do you see?
5: I see a a rather. Handsome and well-dressed dragon scent.
0: Okay. Um, in which case, yeah, as a, as this kind of burly wolfkin woman uh, peers across, uh, what do we find Cavern doing?
4: Uh, so Cavern, who is a sort of light greyish lilac uh, dragon scent with piercing blue eyes, um standing there quite well-dressed in, in, in his sort of finest that he can find at that time um, is actually standing with uh, a couple of other sort of more uh, sort of more aristocratic uh, group of people. Um, and he is currently sort of holding his arm uh, for a um, for a lady, uh, a Luravar lady, who's currently sort of hugging his arm tightly um as a sort of as his as her sort of companion um for the day's events and while she is sort of tittering um to her friends who are sort of around there as well uh is sort of sort of looking in pretending that he's listening engaging laughing chortling politely um but also sort of scouring uh the crowd as well for for the target that we've we've been given
0: um have you uh like very casually asked uh, any of your companions if they've seen uh seen this kind of purple clad lore of our lady or are you uh, just engaging in their tete-a-tete
4: i'm more engaging in their in their tat-a-tete i'm sort of not pulling not trying to pull away the engagement from them if they feel like i'm looking at other ladies then obviously that's not going to be good for sure for the for the day's <laughs> events
0: of course of course um in which case yeah as you as you kind of do your due diligence with the smiling and the nodding and the uh, the laughing when required um the like the, the company that you're with um they they kind of Looking over with their pa- parasols, and kind of resting on their um, collarbones, and oh, she is wonderful, isn't she? I mean, she is, she's not got any money or anything like that, but she she's she's just she's just She's like a nan, isn't she? Oh, she's like the nan we never had. Oh, we do love Tavarian is a sweetheart. Bless her. Oh, she doesn't look like she's got much left in her, but it, I'm, I'm glad that she's here. You hear them just kind of. Yeah, wittering to each other. Um, And as you take the opportunity to to glance left and right, um, you spy, uh, like you happen to glance down slightly um, through the crowds, and you spy Mm. a peculiar goblin. What is Atta doing?
1: Oh, um... Atta is. Let's go with like just just over three foot tall. Let's let's go around about around about that. Very small, yeah. Very small. Um, in some reasonably clean like overalls in a bright yellow and just uh, dis- distinctly mismatched boots. So definitely two different boots on on the feet. Um, she has long dark hair that goes right past uh, her butt to like the backs of her thighs. Uh, it's kind of frizzy from the rain. Uh, she she's sort of chewing on what looks like a sort of dried rat's tail in the same way that you would like chew on licorice, just like gnawing on the end of it. Yeah, and she she has whatever uh, Elysia passes for like the pe- the paper, the daily paper, kind of over the top of her head to try and keep it, some rain off of the top of her head, just kind of balanced there. Um, and she's she's doing a couple of things. She's she's listening to uh, t- to- to- can you pronounce the name again, please, Dan to-
0: Tavarian. Tavarian. Tavarian.
1: She's, she's listening to Tavarian, but uh, every now and again she's looking in the crowds. Uh, she seems fixated on a number of things and then kind of snaps out and kind of does a little bit more of a searching motion, presumably for this purple-clad individual that we're looking for. But just maybe only once or twice during the speech, she's, she kind of looks a little bit more skyward and kind of slack jaw, chewing on the rat's tail staring up
0: at the sphere okay so yeah as you as you glance up um, at the the kind of the blue energy field that arcs overhead um, it's it's peculiar as you look kind of like wherever you're looking at it directly it's almost completely see-through um, it's only as it kind of reaches the peripherals of your vision that it becomes a bit more opaque in a very kind of sky blue like an electric sky blue. But through the through the part that you're directly looking at, um, you can see this roiling kind of purple thing, like this fuchsia miasma, um, and like you squint ever so slightly because, f- f- every so often, what could almost constitute as like a face appears, like uh, like someone pressing their their face against a window, peering in. Um, before the shapes shift and move away. Um, and have you got like any kind of trinkets or doodads with you?
1: Um, the doodads and trinkets are, you know, I, I feel like there might have been a, a, a some kind of talking to before we left the hideout. They're mostly hidden in pockets and pouches at the moment, not to kind of draw too much suspicion at the the nature of the the doodads and the whatsoever's that Atta keeps upon her person.
0: Okay. Um as you're kinda gazing up, lost in a bit of a daydream, um you hear, like, just to your side,
3: oh, you got a tail
0: <laughs> and you glance down to see a young kind of Laurevar girl, um, who's you know, she's she's quite kind of muddy. Like, she's got mud and dirt on her face, but she's clearly been dressed in, like, the finest dress little, that kind of goes down to her knees kind of thing, like a little, you know, roughly sleeves and, and whatnot. Like, you know, the family's best, best dress for her. But, um, yeah, so, a bit of dirt and mud on her face, like, there's a string of, like, boogers and snot running down mm. from her nostrils, like, looking at you, um, like, with, oh, like, puffy freckled cheeks but yeah she's just looking like at the slightly swishing kind of tail that's poking out from your fire length hair i've never seen a goblin with a tail before she says
1: no you have
0: and like you watch as like this girl's eyes light up for a moment and then she just like runs off like shouting, Matron, Matron! I found a goblin with a tail. She says, "Yeah," um, and yeah, you know, she she's lost to the crowds. Um, and it's I guess for you it would be quite odd because uh, as far as you've known, you've had a tail for all your life. <laughs> yep. as th- as did the rest of your family. Um, mm-hmm. But yes, uh, you've noticed that uh, other goblins tend not to mention it. You might catch a couple of furtive looks, but otherwise, it doesn't really come up. Um, Apart from with children, it would seem. Hmm. And as you kind of turn your head away from the the small child to carry on kind of looking back up at the bubble, um, you hear like another kind of applause from the crowd as Tavarian um, continues. Her speech, um, Algernon, you furrow your brow, as it's ever so frustr- ever so slightly frustrating that um, you haven't managed to find your target yet, even though you've got you know all of your uh, fellow crewmates spread out through uh, Unity Park. You like no one's kind of let you know that they've they've laid eyes on this this Loravar. Um and as you think back. To the meeting that led you here, um, the like the sounds and colours around you kind of fade away as you kind of move into your memories. Um, would it be safe to say that all five of you were in attendance? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. In which case, um, it took place. The, the meeting itself took place in, um. like, the upstairs office study of uh, a converted townhouse. Um, clearly, the prized possession um, of the rather overweight and sweaty goblin in front of you was the large, lacquered wooden table that he currently um, kind of has his feet up on as he leans back in a, a creaky chair. Um, and because of the the angle with which he's leaning, his chins kind of squish slightly against his breastbone as he tips up his kind of bowler hat to get a better look at you with his squinty little eyes. Musto Varm. The kingpin, if you will, of the coalition of uh, gangs known as cobbles and he studies you um so he studies you with his eyes and you see him just sort of like rolling his uh kind of cane his um kind of gem encrusted cane um in his right hand Look, it's an easy job okay but basically Ever since you've decided to spring up in my turf, I'll quite very be quick to remind you. I feel that just a small task, and we can let relatively bygones be bygones. I hear you're pretty good at moving through the city with a with a bit of subtlety. And unfortunately, I would have some of my boys do this job for me, but it would seem that they're a bit too loud. I'll pay you, obviously, as long as you get me the information I need. But there are rumours, I've I've, I've been told, that there's this strange, strange woman that's been seen walking around the streets she oh, she's been noticed looking at a couple of my holdouts so, yeah, I hear that she's uh been snooping around she's been uh like she's been accosting some of the guards she's been uh has been seen in quite a lot of the, the the gambling rings at the tellers thing is no one's ever seen her before and then suddenly she's all over the place and you know what that says to me And he leaves a very long pause.
5: <laughs> Aye. It seems to be, Musto, that if you want to get yourself a girl, you know you can take ads out in the paper for that. It only costs a couple of silver.
0: <laughs> <laughs> he. Like, he. When flecks of spit fly out of his mouth as he kind of. <laughs> um, And, yeah, Algonon, you have to move your hand ever so slightly to avoid one of the spittle bubbles from landing on the back of your your palm. No. It means she's up to no good. And I don't like people who are up to no good unless it's my people doing the no good. Alright? It's an easy job. I just want you to find this woman, tailor a little bit, find out what she's up to. If you have to, you have to break a couple of ribs in the process, I'm not condoning that, maybe I am. I don't if you have to, then you have to. But the more subtle you can do it, the better. Cause if I can if I can find out what she's up to without her knowing that I know what she's up to. I'll be
2: laughing. musto we've uh we've done this dance several times before. You'll know we are smugglers. Perhaps uh, if we do this job for you, you might land a actual smuggling job across our desk. He, um,
0: he thinks about it. Like, you see him, he's, he does the thing that you know he does when he's deep in genuine thought. You see him start chewing on the inside of his gums. (laughs) Well, tell you what. There's a I've got a couple of, um, I've got a couple of enterprises that are springing up, you know, a couple of, a couple of little passion projects you could call them, just kind of popping up here and there around the city, and some of them may involve transferring supplies from A to B. So if you can demonstrate to me your discretion in doing this job, then I suspect I will be that much more confident. To give you one of these uh, logistical jobs.
2: Well, it must be a relief for you to have a competent crew in your pocketbook for a change.
0: As you say that, like his, <laughs> like his face goes a bit blank as he looks at you, and like the the rest of you all, you all kind of immediately hear that like you see, you comprehend the zinger. <laughs> Algonon's just launched out but like Musto blinks at you a few times and it's quite clear he didn't get it and he uh yeah yeah no of course of course yeah 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 (laughs) so if you're all interested let's say it would be an introductory fee okay We'll will say we'll say four gold for information you can bring substantial information you can bring me back on this on this on this woman. Um I had I had Lazy Tom do a sketch of her and he slides across this really <laughs> badly drawn picture um of what you presume to be a our woman um but even through the kind of Lacking artistic direction um, There are a, a number of very kind of defining Features that stand out. Uh, this woman uh, appears to be wearing like a top hat She seems to have dark hair bar a shock of like light hair running uh, across her sort of like right fringe um, the to, to look at it um, magpie as you kind of peer down at the picture she almost looks like a circus ringleader from mm. the days of past when there were circuses in alicia mm. um her face is like you notice that she's had a pair of they they look like glasses perched on her nose and um you you suspect they're sort of like uh what pince nez is that how you pronounce it yeah 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 so a pair pair of those glasses that's that's those have been kind of drawn in very thickly over the top Mm. of her face uh which is just like a circle with two dots and a line for a mouth kind of thing um and she appears to be kind of uh, she she has a cane crudely kind of like a walking stick type thing drawn in her right hand Um, as you, well, you'll clearly be able to immediately identify from this drawing. Uh, Lazy Tom's a bit of a virtuoso with (laughs) with the charcoal, as you can see.
2: Quite, I imagine we'll see it next summer in the National Gallery.
0: uh, Well, yeah, let's say I've got a few passion projects, but yes, yes. (laughs) Well, unless you've got any questions, uh, we We have our suspicions like given that she's getting her nose into all of our businesses, we can't help but imagine that she's probably going to be in and around unity park. When that old bird Tavarian is giving her a speech, you know, when she rattles on for ages about like everyone being happy and everyone working together, like, like, you know, that's a brand new idea. So I reckon you get your little peepers down to that park. And you'll be able to sniff her out dead easy. And when you do, see what she's up to. Give her a little follow. See where she goes. Uh don't spook her. Unless you have to. But yeah, you come back and you tell me. Me even if it's where I can find her after the fact. Any questions?
5: Well, uh I mean the obvious.
0: God love.
5: When we find her hmm. what do you want? Do you want us to tell her do you want do you want us to approach her on your behalf?
0: Well no, this is what I mean. If you can be a bit discreet, if you oh, can find right. out stuff about her without her knowing that you found out stuff about her. Right. And then that means that I'll know stuff about her without her knowing that I know stuff about her. I, I
5: see, right. <laughs> like her favourite food and where she likes to go for for walks in the on the weekend. What flowers she likes.
0: I mean, the goblin blinks quickly for a few moments. I mean, if you're good enough to find out that, then bloody hell. You are confident, <laughs> inn't you? <complimenting>, isn't you?
5: <laughs> like Algi said.
0: Um, And the goblin, like, throws a look to you, Cavern, and you, pretty boy, you keep your mitts off her, at least for now. Maybe. <laughs> uh, Maybe we'll need your skills at a a later point. I'm all right. Okay. You just, um, you just let me know. Yeah, absolutely. He says, and he kind of mops his top lip. (laughs) Um, again, if there were no other questions, uh, Um, Algamon, we we return to the present as you shudder slightly at the thought of that little gremlin of a goblin. Um, And yeah, he was right. It should have been relatively easy to see someone as kind of standout-ish as this Laravar, but
2: no. Uh, What do you do in this moment? Um, so I'm going to make my way through the crowd, um, towards where Cavern is, mm-hmm. um, and I'm going to approach the little group of people around him, um, and just speak to the the lady he's accompanying. Uh, excuse me, miss, I am an old soldier, and I was w- wondering if I could borrow the dragon scent to, uh, bless my injured leg, just for a second. Um, and the two, sorry, the, the two
0: women in the group that Cavern's in um, turn to look to you and like, as they, one of them turns and starts to say, I've oh, got, they stop and look at you and like stare for a moment too long to be comfortable. Because you know that in this moment, these two Lorivar women are staring directly into your eyes. Your- uh, Yes. Bright red eyes. And they immediately kind of, it, it seemingly throws them onto the back foot slightly, and they, uh, um, uh, uh, of course, um, uh, uh, come on, Tilly, um, but Papa was saying that he needed us anyway. And the two women, like one of them places a hand on your shoulder, Cavern, um, and then they, like, scoot away, um, as they do, the, the the final member of the group, um, like a really kind of quiffy, um, Loravar, like young Lorivar man, turns around and uh, so anyway, uh, oh, where did Tilly go? Uh, uh, t- if you find them, tell them that I'm looking for them. He says to Cavern. Um, the the young man kind of looks you up and down, Algonon, and then this oaf like disappears in the other direction. Looking for the two girls.
4: I'm, I'm sure you. I'm sure you're used to it, Ali. But don't pay any mind to them.
2: Yes, quite well. Maybe your uh, divine nature can heal my affliction. Any any sign of our quarry, Cavern?
4: Not that I've seen. Um, no. I mean, obviously, there's quite a, an eclectic amount of people around here, but I can't say that it's been
2: any luck. No, well, I've yet to find our uh, purple-suited uh, ringmaster as expertly drawn by Lazy Tom.
0: Mm.
4: <laughs> I was quite eager to ask whether or not Lazy Tom was actually 3 years old or something, but <laughs> I guess this is all we've got.
0: Look, like, as as you say that, Cavern, um you hear like yet another kind of ripple of applause and cheering through the crowd. Um, there's a couple of like, um, kind of bursting from the the gathered masses. Um, and it seems like her speech, um, is coming to a, to a close. Um, and Cavern, like you have spent a large majority of your life kind of using your words to manipulate people. Um, And as you kind of look over at Tavarian, who's arguably kind of doing the same, but perhaps with different intentions, (laughs) um, what is it that kind of warms you up to the old dear?
4: Avrin has definitely seen her have talks with people from the church in, you know, sort of civilized debates, I would say. Um, And... He has seen a couple of times um, her actually making his old mentor uh quite flustered um mm. during these debates which is a very rare sight yes. um and he's and he highly appreciates seeing that
0: yeah um if if there's not something that you definitely know about tavarien um like her her physical posture um is arguably quite uh, disarming um and no one expects the kind of firebrand oratory that comes out of her mouth as she um, deftly outmanoeuvres people in kind of arguments and uh, seemingly gets them to agree to things that they arguably wouldn't want to agree to without kind of, like they only realise when it's too late kind of thing. Yeah. Um, and she, hence how she's been able to kind of accomplish and achieve so much for the common people. Um yeah, as you kinda look over at her and you kind of smile to yourself as, as you watch this maestro at work. Um Yeah, what is it you do with uh with Algonon at your side?
4: Hmm. I think we need to check in with the others. Maybe they've had a bit more luck.
0: Sure. Um as you mentioned that, uh Atta, you're, um, <laughs> again, as you're kind of staring up, uh, kind of lost in thought as you stare at the, the blue shimmering field overhead, um, this shadow looms over you, um, and Frida, you kind of just move your head slowly into Atta's field of view from above, um, as, and yeah, uh, you, you've, you found, you found your goblin companion. Uh, she's
1: seems... uh, you make a better door than a window
5: <laughs> right um coming from you I have no idea whether that's a compliment or not so I'll take it as the former I think yeah have you uh have you been keeping an eye out for this uh for this woman? I've uh, just been speaking to the boys in the city watch and no one's no one's seen anyone of her description about. I think it's a bit of a lost cause, if you ask me. No, I haven't
1: seen her, but... um, I was gonna maybe ask the kids if they wanted to play a game.
5: Find the purple cloak. Right, you know what? That's, That's actually a pretty good idea. Yeah, I mean, you know, better than nothing. But who's good with kit? Is Cavern good with kids? I don't know. I, mean, I saw I saw you speaking to some stock nosed brat earlier, so I think you're probably better with kids than uh, Catherine. He'd probably, I don't know, charm them to death.
1: <laughs> yeah, we don't want that. Okay, I'll go start a game. I. Yes. You tell Caverin and Algonon that I gonna go over there.
5: I absolutely. I've heard kids like fireworks. Maybe uh, show off some of your your lovely firework collection. I know you always keep a couple on you. Yeah? And Frida gives uh, Atta a, a sort of conspirator, conspiratory wink.
0: Sure.
5: Atta gives you like a really big one back,
1: but it kind of glitches a bit. And then it okay. <laughs> sort of spins and heads towards where the kids ran off to. Um,
0: in which case, as you kind of rush up to... Like, there is a, a gaggle of children... Um, and you that it's clear that they are from one of um Alicia's kind of many orphanages um they all seem to have like a, a colored bit of ribbon um attached to them like tied around their arms so um like the the orphanage workers know which ones are theirs um but yeah as they as you approach and like a couple of kids kind of turn and look to you and they they don't seem as kind of shy around you as they do like The adults, um, like the uh, like everyone else around them, perhaps because you are all of us in light. Yeah, if you're, are you kind of tasking these kids to?
1: Yeah, I think because I don't have any pips in like social (laughs) skills. (laughs) So, okay, Dan, are you ready? You ready for Mm. my pitch? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to approach these kids and I'm going to kind of look in my pockets for any sort of of the just unhinged junk that I cobble together with like things like toys that anything that look I make things that look ridiculous and dangerous like you know in Toy Story all the weird looking creepy toys Yeah. Um, think that but like extra dangerous um (laughs) I'm gonna get, get kind of rummage around in my bag for one of these hellish contraptions, and kind of go, go be, "Hey, kids! If I'll, I want to play a game. And if you are, if you can, if you can win, and winning is when you find when I think you find a person or people wearing purple." I'm going to show you how cool these toys, how much fire these toys can make.
0: There's a...
1: Can that be Tinker? <laughs> well, you know what?
0: Like, we'll go we'll straight on past it. There's just a smorgasbord of just wonderstruck faces. Oh, like, their eyes are bulging out of their heads almost as much as your own. Um, like, and they... Oh, that's There's excited murmuring throughout uh, amongst the children, Um, and like one of one of them, uh, a slightly kind of pudgy little uh, boy with kind of like bracer trousers, like dungaree type things, looks left and right and goes, "I'm gonna find her first! And just he rushes off um, into the crowds, and you hear like a cry of surprise from uh, one of the carers. And whilst the carer is distracted, the other kids like taking it as their opportunity. They all kind of scatter as well, just kind of leaving you your little like little trinkets stood in front of the orphanage worker <laughs> could,
1: could i possibly if i have a rough idea of where magpie might be some i just kind of look and glance around the roofs and just try and make some eye contact and mm-hmm. yeah sure, Ma- sure, sure, magpie look you you do catch sight of the roof
3: that you know mag you sort of last saw magpie on and she catches your gaze and you just see a kind of like a, a shrug from this shadowy figure.
5: Like... N- not seen them.
0: <laughs> well...
5: Breda's gonna come behind you and just clap her... ...hand on your shoulder. Like, see? I knew you added in ya. Yeah? Oh, th- thanks. Well, maybe they find someone
1: and maybe... ...our eyes in the skies... will ...see.
0: Well... Yeah, as you, as you kind of, suppose that to Frida, Magpie, uh, as like up from your vantage point, as you peer down, um, you see these small little shapes of the children kind of disappearing into the crowds, um, and you see sort of like um, like Atter and Frida looking up at you, and as you glance over, you can see uh, Algonon and Cavern kind of on the other side, like, uh, over over that way, um, and it would seem that. Um, like there's a final kind of cheer and applause, um, and you see Tavarian kind of just slowly and gingerly do a little bit of a bow, um, and she kind of like holds her hands up and she's kind of you know, pumping the crowd a little bit just to you know, give a giving them a little wave, mm-hmm. um, and it would seem that the her speech um, is coming to um, an end, um, as that happens you notice um, a like a squire or a scribe of some sort like a messenger but he definitely look like a messenger um, who's kind of sneaks up onto the stage um, sort of like behind everyone else and the this individual approaches marshal Algarve and you see them sort of like whisper something in Algarve's ear um, and even from this distance, like Algarve's body language is clear as day to read, but he did not appreciate the news that he'd just been given. Mm. Um, and you see him look from the messenger, and then his, eye, his gaze turns back to Tavarian. And then, looking as he sees the crowd starts to disperse, um, Algarve says something to one of the blackguards, and they quite quickly remove themselves from the stage, Hmm. um, and disappear back towards uh, the keep. Um, And as you ponder what on earth was happening, uh, as the crowds begin to disperse, you can start to see that as the crowd becomes thinner, you can see the children kind of moving about and sort of like, seemingly harassing people that are wearing (laughs) the slightest shades of purple. And sort of, like, trying to, like, drag them back <laughs> through the crowds. Uh, and a lot of these kind of adults are like, get off and, like, throw the, <laughs> the kids off. But as they, as they do, you notice that more and more of them are gravitating to a spot relatively near the front of the stage, uh, quite central. Hmm. Now, and as the crowds part, you see a couple of the kids stop as they notice a woman wearing a shocking purple coat with a top hat. Both hands lent, like holding the top of a cane, a walking stick um, that's kind of pressed against the ground. Um, and as the kids surround her, um, you see the woman kind of slowly look down to them and just sort of like chatter and nod and... Um, kind of she she kneels down on one knee and starts talking to the kids. Uh and you realise, like based off Lazy Tom's rather suspect drawing, this is almost certainly her.
3: Okay. So I'm immediately going to see if I can catch the eye of someone on my crew. Um like I know Algie and Cavern are together, Atta and Frida mm-hmm. are together, so I'm gonna see if any of them are kind of looking so that I can sort of give a signal and point in in that direction
0: sure okay um, in which case the other four of you uh, collectively as you kind of peer you peer up at magpie um, it's quite clear that magpies noticed something um, and when you see your ace of our companion like frantically pointing towards the front of the, the now dispersing crowd um, magpie as you as you kind of look back um, you see that the kids have kind of taken a step back from the woman, um, and they all appear to be clutching something. And one of them, as one of them moves what they're holding um, excitedly in their hands, you see the glint of the purple light coming from above um, reflect off what seems to be a coin, a gold coin. And um, and the kids just sort of like, <gasps> like you see them looking at each other excitedly and then just kind of wildly running off into the crowd, seemingly forgetting mm. an Atta's prize because they've just been given gold coins. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, and you watch the Loravar woman stand back up straight, uh, or watches the children disperse. And then there's a moment where she looks up to the stage and she and Tavarian both catch one another's gazes and tavarian who up to this point had a very we've I've just given a speech and I'm being the kind of the mascot of the city happy happy there's a moment where she freezes she sees the loreva woman and the demeanor changes for a moment before she also leaves the stage
2: mm-hmm.
0: um and as you you see that as a purple where the purple woman loreva Um, looks around, the crowd sees everyone dispersing, you see her begin to head what is colloquially known as north Mm. um, given that there is no real compass direction in this place uh, but north towards Gate.
3: so okay, I'm gonna now that I have spotted our target I'm gonna climb down as fast as I can uh, and start moving north towards wherever she seems to be heading to
0: Okay. Um, in which case, yeah, as you begin heading down, uh, are you kind of rendezvousing with the others, or are you? Uh,
3: if I can s- smoothly do it without losing too much time, I will absolutely try and meet up with the others. Yeah. Sure.
0: In which case, yeah, as you begin heading down, now having clocked your eyes on your mark, um, and as you rush to kind of join up, rejoin your companions, let's go a quick break. <laughs> Hi, DM Dan here. Thank you so much for watching the first episode of the brand new second campaign in the elsewhere setting, Elysia Rising. If you like what you saw, make sure to hit the like button and comment down below. And remember to subscribe and hit the bell icon for notifications of any new uploads.